Hey guys, I have an interesting episode for you today. Um, at least I think it is. If you're into graphic novels, or if you're really against graphic novels, then you will find it interesting as well. I have an old friend, Allison, uh, who's a media specialist, and her son, Owen, who used to be a student of mine also. And they read the Graveyard book by Neil Gaiman. And he read the graphic, she read the text, and they just kind of compared and talked about it. And we talked about, you know, if graphic novels are good or not, and how important it is to graduate from them, just blah, blah, blah. But it was interesting, and I hope that you will find it interesting as well. And I guess if I sound a little off, we kind of had some of the most editing that I ever needed this time, because I'd had a day, and you know, you get kind of off sometimes. So... I hope you will enjoy the episode, and here we go. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Glad to have y'all here. Thank you. We're glad to be here. Good. Glad you're excited. All right, so I mentioned before that we're going to talk about graphic novels versus text novels, and before we get into your book that you both did, I did kind of want to mention a couple things about graphic novels that I kind of found. Um, It was weird. I was listening to... one of my podcasts that I listen to all the time, and it was talking about comic books and kind of the history of them and that they were actually super controversial mm. uh, way back when because they actually started in the 30s. Oh, wow. I didn't I know that. They went that far back. Yep, they started in the 30s, and they um, oh, this, they were the first ones to introduce superheroes in the 1938s. There are museum exhibits for comics and superheroes, um, even in the Smithsonian. And many comics were created by minorities because they weren't able to be published or they were often rejected by, you know, respected publishing companies. So that's kind of when they started comics more. That's interesting. And then um, parents and political and religious leaders were very concerned about the content, um, you know, violence and some of the the visual images and things. So they actually came up with a, a code of comics or the comic code, I think it's called. And it's this ginormous list of things that you cannot put in comics. I don't Is know. Is that still... In play today? That's why I was going to say. I'm not positive if it still actually is a thing today. It still exists, but I don't know if they like enforce it or if it's just there that you can just look at and see. But, yeah, there's a whole big list of things that you couldn't couldn't put on there. Um, and then I, when I was looking, uh, there's a defense fund website for comics. And hmm. Neil Gaiman's book, which is actually the one we're going to talk about, is on there for the, I guess you have it right there, the volume one and two for the yes. graveyard book um, graphic novel is kind of put together. And it's, they'll sell it to help raise money for their comic book defense fund. Interesting. I thought, I thought that was interesting. So I'm curious, do you think graphic novels are worthwhile? Maybe that's a good word to use. I feel like you should take this one, Ellen. Yes, because some years don't really know how to make a picture in their mind. Very good. So it helps them give the visual images, which I think are very important when you're reading. Yeah. They're also high interest. So if that's what gets a kid reading, then, yeah, I definitely think that's worthwhile. Like yeah. Basically dog man and stuff. Mm-hmm. Very popular. Yes, he is. <laughs> I know nothing about him, but I hear kids talk about him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really popular graphic novel series and I think it's almost like a a gateway graphic novel where it introduces them to other graphic novels that's kind of like the the one I see kids pick out first the most yeah because you're more but you're elementary yes and I'm more middle school so yeah they don't get it dogman as much but I still hear them talk about it but yeah they kind of because they used to read them and now they've kind of you know progressed on um 
the visual images thing. I like that you said that because uh, I think I've mentioned this before on here, but my mother does not picture any images when she reads. Really? None. At least that's what she tells me. I'm not in her head, so I don't really know. But I don't know. And she reads I mean, like she's a... she's an avid reader. Like a book a day. I don't understand how. Wow. So when you say that if you don't have the visual images, you have the pictures there to help engage you. That's Do you not picture point. things in your head either, Owen? Sometimes I don't. Sometimes you don't. Like if it's a war thing. Mm. So maybe if there's less background knowledge of what that might even look like. How do you how do you form a picture if you don't even know what that might look like? Right. That's what I was going to say when he said war. So that's yeah. not something you have any knowledge of, so you wouldn't know really right. what to visualize. Which I think is also part of why I don't like a lot of fantasy things and stuff like mm -hmm. that because I don't I can't picture it and I have right. to, I have to have a visual image to connect with the book. Yes, I'm the same yeah. way. Sometimes I watch the movies before I read the book, so I know I have an image. You're supposed to do it the other uh, way around. I have not I've only night. done that once, though. Oh, well, once, I guess, is better than usually. So let's don't do it again. Um, also, I know Todd Strasser, when I did the interview with him, we talked a little bit about graphic novels, mm -hmm. and he said the same thing. You know, if it gets them reading and it gets mm -hmm. them interested in a book, then why not? Yeah. The only thing I did want to bring up is I have a list here of, because there are several um, classic novels yeah. that actually have been made into graphic novels. Yes. So I went through, and I know in teaching land, we hear a lot about text complexity and lexile level, things like that. And so I compared them. Um, the Giver, the graphic novel is 500, and then the text novel is 760. So that's not too bad. Uh, graveyard book that y'all read, the Graphic novels, 550 Lexile level and 820. Oh, wow. That's a big difference. For the, yeah, for the actual text. Um, some of the other big ones was The Babysitter's Club. Uh -huh. Do you remember The Babysitter's Club? Oh, I know all about those graphic novels. Yeah. <laughs> when I first saw them. So for any kids who might be listening, we read The Babysitter's mm -hmm. Club when we favorites. were kids. Yeah, and they made the little TV shows and stuff, and I loved them. They have a new TV show, you know. I actually think I did hear. I thought maybe it was a... They were just showing the old ones, but no, it's no, a new it's one. New. Okay, to go with yeah. the graphic novels. All updated. Yeah. Very nice. See, everything comes back around. Don't make fun of our old stuff. That's right. Because you're going to watch it or you wear it. You know what else they made into graphic novels is the Boxcar Children. Did you ever read the Boxcar Children? I did not read that, and they're not on here. I didn't know that. Yes. A Wrinkle in Time is a graphic novel and a text, and unless I looked it up wrong, it says the text or the lexile level is the same. And what was the Babysitter's Club? Oh, sorry. The Babysitter's Club was around three to 400 because they're a series. Right. And then six to 700 um, for the actual text. Ooh. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That's why I picked those out because I saw it was a big deal. Oh, wait. There's one more. The Diary of Anne Frank. That's a graphic novel. Is a graphic novel. Mm. And 430 at uh, for graphic novel and 1,020. Oh, wow. For um, the actual print. Yeah. So... And those were the biggest ones that were different. There's To Kill a Mockingbird, Monster, which I really like, which is a, um, I think it's Walter Dean Myers, but that was 420, and then the regular text was 670. But I'll be honest, I had a hard time reading that one because it's written in, like, a movie script. Mm. So I had a really hard time with yeah, that. It was a good story, but it's written in a movie script. So anyway, so those are a bunch of books that are, and then I just wanted to kind of point out that I do think it's good that if they'll read them, but I do hope that, as Todd Strasser said, that they will progress right. into you know regular novels because they do need the challenge and the you know the vocabulary and being able to picture those images themselves so all right so some of my questions that I have why do you think graphic novels have become so popular I think we kind of sort of answered that yeah just well they're not new 
I mean, but they kind comics of have been around well, since the 30s, obviously. Correct. <laughs> but I, I don't know when this whole graphic novel I don't situation either. happened. But I, I think what Owen's kind of hit it that it helps the kids who can't picture the things exactly in their heads. And they're, I, I mean, I think they're just cooler. Yeah. Because they do have pictures and they yeah. have images. And a lot of, especially at my school, since it's an art school, I know a lot of them are really into the arts. because mm-hmm. And they give a kick out of, you yeah. know, the cool. I know I have one girl. She's really big in graphic novels and art stuff. And she's like, the cover of the book really just has to look really creative yeah. and really cool for me to pick it up. So really connecting with the pictures. I also think it's a good um, in-between step between picture books yeah. and not full novels. Yeah. You know, maybe they're not quite ready for those bigger chapter books. It's like a beginner book. Right. But yeah. they're they are tired of the picture books. They think those are for babies. Babies. And they want something a little bit more mature. Right. Makes them feel more mature. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. So I'm pretty sure I already know what you prefer. You prefer graphic novels, right, Owen? Yeah. Yes. You do, but I know for a fact you read other books as yeah. well. Did you ever finish The Outsiders? Uh, no, I haven't <gasps> read You've been reading that. Okay, so now that you're finished with that, I appreciate very much you doing this for me. Now you can read the outside. I also have to find it. I don't know where I placed it. For shame, for shame. All right, I will be finding you and seeing if you found it. Okay. All right, uh, which do you prefer? Oh, I prefer a novel for yeah, sure. Yeah, me too. I, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of graphic novels. That's just not my thing. Me either. So I, I struggle with, I think I struggle with them providing those pictures because then it's not, I, I have a harder time connecting. I'm not imagining that in my own head. Exactly. I have a hard time following because it's all dialogue usually. Yes. And it jumps around so much. Right. And the box to box thing is, yeah. That, I just don't focus as well. Yeah. Do you think maybe it's because we grew up without maybe that and he grew up with it? Maybe. So. One of my favorite books. It's called Ghosts, and it is a novel. That's true. So you do like novels. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Now, are you going to read the others, though? Patina and Lou and Sunny? Um, my, my new reading teacher got those. Oh, I actually sort of have them, too. Technically. But, yeah. Um, the next thing I had was if we think they were equal to text novels, and I think they're definitely not equal no. to. No. But um, good stepping stone. Um, I already did the list thing of that. Okay, so let's compare the graveyard book graphic novel. Um, so summary first. I have not read it, so whichever one of you wants to take it to tell me what the story is actually about. I think you should give the summary, Owen. Okay, so basically, this killer, he's in a club called Jack of All Jacks, and he tries to like kill a family because back. Like, whenever their family was first born, it was, like, basically, you know how Romans are, like, killing stuff for the gods? Mm-hmm. It was basically that. So he's, like, trying to sacrifice them? Yeah. Okay. And so the baby actually gets away into a graveyard. and he's a toddler. Yeah. That's how he escapes, by walking, running. Yeah. He walks or crawls. All right. So he gets to the graveyard. Novel. Yeah. And so... What's, these, what's his name? What do they call him in the book? Nobody. Or nobody. For short, Bob Don. Oh. I had heard the nobody part before. I didn't realize that was like the main character. And then all the ghosts see him, so they try to help him. And 
there's these two ghosts named Miss Owens and Mr. Owens. You take, like, the mother channels and it, they describe it as, like, a TV screen. And she tells Miss Owens and Nobody Owens to take care of them, him. And then they solemnly swear to, basically. Um, and then we see him, like, grown up next chapter and basically he's like i would say five or six i'm not sure i would consider that grown up but he's progressed in age yeah gotcha so what most of the book is a, is about his life right and just yeah. him growing up in a graveyard and cemetery yeah and then at the end how does it circle back around the does he defeat the guy the killer jack he comes yeah. back to but because he, he spent He's by like the end, he's like 15? Super old. Who's super old? The Jack, Jack guy. Oh, well, it's been like 15 years, and he has yeah. not given up finding this kid. He's like actually grown up. And he's convinced he's in the graveyard where he left him and it was a toddler. Yeah. So, But you don't have to give away the ending necessarily. Right. But, but most of the book is, is about his experience, nobody's experiences growing up in a graveyard being raised by dead people that no one else could see but him. Right. And he has a guardian. Tell about the guardian. That's kind of an important character. Oh, his name is Silas. They describe him as living. Not living. Or not living. He's not dead, but he's not alive. Right. And in the book, he has pale skin. Or not pale. Um, gray skin. Yeah. Gross. So he can, like, walk among the living and goes and buys food oh, and okay. clothes and stuff. So he can kind of communicate with both. Correct. Gotcha. That's right. why he's not he's living got one not foot in both worlds. Gotcha. All right, but you said earlier that you don't really picture stuff. Oh yeah, he looks kind of creepy. He's like so. What do you think he is in. based on that picture? Like, how would you describe him to someone? Describe him as what did a, you think he was? A vampire? I, I thought he was a vampire. Yeah, yeah, he definitely so, looks like a vampire. In the novel, they don't really. They just kind of. He wears dark clothing. But you don't really know what he is. All you're told is what Owen said, that he's not living. He's so not you dead. definitely didn't have the vampire. I did not have that vampire. Maybe I should have. Maybe that was stupid of me not, not to. But when I saw this, when I saw Owen's graphic novel, I was like, oh, uh -huh. that's not at all what I pictured him as. Which vampires are technically living and deadish, right? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have, to have, I'd have to ask Livy. <laughs> I don't know about vampires. He's not. Vampire. He's not. <laughs> she would know. She watches Vampire Diaries. Right. Well, so yeah. and whatever that other show is that's about vampires. <laughs> um. So you said you don't really picture images, right? Yes. Yeah, Did you have any images in your head aside from this, or that's pretty much all you got? Um. Sometimes I would picture like him progressing through his years, like growing up. Okay. Does it not show him a lot? Or you mean like because he jumped, you kind of picture what he would have been like in between? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's cool. Because yeah, it does. He time was jump. like eight, and then skipped to him at fifteen. Gotcha. I know this was. Um, I don't know if it's actually banned or it was just on the review list mm -hmm. at one point, mm -hmm. but it was one they wanted to pull because they said the image was just way too graphic. Did you feel that? Like? No, not at all. There was like no graphic things. Only like blood on that. That's it. Which, I mean, isn't is graphic. I mean, I flipped through it. I didn't 
I didn't notice anything. Like, there was a bloody knife. Yeah. That's but, literally it. I mean, they describe that in the book, too, so. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is because when one of the things I read, that's what they said was, you know, most likely a person reading it is going to envision something way worse. Right. They described the that murder image. scene in the book. Right. Of their family being stabbed multiple times. Yeah. All they show in the book is them stabbed. Yeah, it wasn't nearly what I had pictured in my head. <laughs> so you did. You proved my point. You pictured it way worse yes. than what he drew Absolutely. as the, the image. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure it's the graphic novel specifically that was being questioned because of the pictures. I wonder how that ended up because I can't see why that this particular book would yeah, be. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear, but oh, yeah. I think I've seen kids draw worse than that. <laughs> All right. Can you think of any important details? I know that you both read the separate books, mm -hmm. but I'm, you've talked about it, I'm sure. Any important details that maybe were in the actual text but were missing from the graphic novel? Because we said this text complexity, you know, the Lexile is quite a bit different. So what do you think might have been missing? Um, we didn't talk too much about it before we came here, honestly, because we didn't want to... Yeah, that's fine. Have all the answers done. Exactly. Before. We don't want to hurt. We're we don't hurt. want to be scripted. Exactly. <laughs> um, but from the summary he gave, that was a pretty accurate summary. Yeah. I mean, you know. Um, was Scarlet a prominent character? What's um Scarlet, that's her name, right? The one what the, the friend. Was yeah. she important? Oh, was she like important in the graphic novel? Yes, she was very important. Right. So that's like he befriends some people along the way. He befriends like people well the ghost that one ghost lady the witch the witch and the ghouls yeah well and he went to school which that was definitely included because owen was asking me about that i was asking if i should go on to volume two yes oh so i i think it definitely covered the gist of what was in the novel so probably more just the vocabulary and the language and right. stuff. You know, you're having to decipher the figurative language and things like right. that. Was there a lot of figurative language in it? Well, yeah. Neil yeah. Gaiman is, is... I'm not very familiar with it. I'm not... I mean, that's actually the only one I've read, but um, I, I have been told that all his books are very much similar to this right. as far as his descriptions. I do have another one of his books if you'd like to borrow it. Oh, sure. I mean, it's a book yeah. book, not a... Okay. Yeah. I haven't I read would it. prefer the book book. <laughs> I mean, it's not an audible. Oh, which... uh, well, I can read real novels, Okay. Too. <laughs> Some people can, but don't necessarily prefer to, so yeah. I'm just letting you know. But Which I will be having an episode you know, soon. You know, I'm a big audiobook person. Yeah, I am as well. You know, I'm having an episode soon of audio versus text, so just a little plug there. Yeah. Another um, one of my favorite books yes, is we read last year. It was called Restart. Where this mm -hmm. is a, who did you read that with? <laughs> My mom. Well, but who in last year in class, did you read it at school or anything? With you. Oh, with me. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's what I was getting at, Owen. That's what she was trying to get you to say, Owen. <laughs> yes, and actually I still have kids reading it this year. And that's I've a got great some... book. I love Gordon Corman. Yeah, I, that, that's what I've got a couple of. Like, I love that book. I said, wait, he's got a he's ton. Such a great author. Yeah, and I, it's funny, but. I to read him a lot. Yeah. Um. Details missing. Okay, what makes, well, we did actually kind of say that. What makes, we've talked about what makes the graphic novel better because it's more engaging and has the pictures, but what makes the text better? I think in the text, you're missing the details of those descriptions in, in the actual words. You're getting it through pictures, but I think there's a difference in reading what the author really wanted 
you to hear versus what an illustrator's interpretation of that is. Right. Because there might be things, because these, these graphic novels are typically adapted by other people, so there might be things that the author, the original author, would have wanted in that, and now they're not in the graphic novel. Right. It's kind of similar with a movie adaptation. Oh, right. Yes. They can exactly. delete things and take out things and... Yeah, because yeah, it's it. what they think is important. It's their interpretation of it. Right. Which is kind of when I tell my kids, you know, when you read a book, you get to kind of be the producer and the director of that exactly. movie. And you right. figure out everything. When you watch it or when you read a graphic novel, you let somebody else tell you what it should look like and how it should be and what's the emotion that should be attached to it. Right. It's like when you go to watch a movie and you're like, that is not what that person is supposed to look like. Yep. And the graphic novels are probably the same thing. Yeah. So I have a funny story just because you just made me think of this. I always read The Outsiders, and then we watch the movie. Yeah. When we watch the movie, bless their hearts. Well, I didn't know he looked like that. He he doesn't look like no. that. He doesn't exist. <laughs> well, I didn't know they were, they, they didn't. Right. <laughs> whatever you thought. He looks like whatever is in your head. Exactly. Right. I couldn't get them to understand that, and I think right. that's one of the problems with some of the movies and graphic novels, but like I said, as long as it gets them to read. Um. I did want to mention verse novels as well. Have you done any? Verse novels? Verse novels, yeah. No. Oh, Owen, have you done any? What's a verse novel? So verse novels, where it's basically the whole story is one gigantic poem. Poems, yeah. Oh, well, actually, we have read, um, I don't know if this would count, but The One and Only Ivan. That's not a verse novel. I haven't read it, so I don't know. But That's an, a novel. An actual novel. I have read Out of the Dust. That's probably... I think that is, sure yeah. Yes. It's been years, but I don't prefer that kind of... I don't really either. Um, I've read Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds, which the story itself was very good. But for me, the verse part is that it's kind of missing words to mm. make it more mm -hmm. patterned and poetic like a poem. And then I, I like miss parts. I have to try to focus on what's actually there. Right. Um, but a lot of my kids like those as well, kind of as, I guess, stepping stones because right. there's less words in it. So yeah. like, oh, I could read that. But yeah. I have a hard time with it. So my last question is going to be this is um, what do you say would be a good and I, Oh, and you're going to answer it first. What do you think would be a good um, thing to help kids progress from the graphic novel on to more text novels? I would say you start with, like, I don't know, a basic graphic novel like Dogman. Then you go on to harder, like, wording novels. Like what? Or graphic novels. Like the graveyard, the graveyard book. book. Okay. <laughs> Aren't there some... You might know that. You might. But I know in our library in the middle school section, there are some books that I, they're considered graphic novels, but they do have a lot more words in it. Like they actually have some words and they have a lot of dialogue pages. Have you read any of those? Uh, not really. No. So those might be, cause that's might be what you're talking about is you can progress up to ones that are kind of maybe part text and part graphic novel. So you don't really need to progress cause you read both anyway. Right? Yeah. Okay. And what's your suggestion? I think Owen's right. I think moving into harder ones, um, there's a lot that, like this, like we talked about earlier, those classic adaptations. And then maybe moving into, like, um, I know books like A Diary of Wimpy Kid is the first one that's coming to mind, where there's a lot of pictures, but also a lot of text. Yes, yeah. So, and the pictures are, like, cool and fun. Yep. Versus, you know, picture books or whatever. So that's a good next stepping stone. Yeah, I agree. Into a little bit longer of a read, but still with those fun drawings that they like. Yeah. Uh, Captain Underpants is a little bit like that. True. 
Is Dork Diaries like that? Does it have the pictures in it? Yes. It does? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I know I have a friend that likes the Dork Diaries, but I couldn't, I never read them, so I didn't know. Yeah, that's a pretty popular series, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's all I got. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> you, you good with it? Yeah. Are you going to tell your friends to listen to it? No. What? Yes. Yes, you better. Why? Because. I'll give you postcards. You can pass them out. All your, all your people's. That's just embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you guys for taking the time to do this. Yeah, thank you for having us. We right. really enjoyed your podcast. So. Yay. I'm happy to be on it. <laughs> I have listeners as well as guests, so Absolutely. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Big fans. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. I know I did. I just found some of the research I did even really interesting, um, especially since that podcast came up about comic books. And, you know, it's funny how controversial things were then. And, you know, we think we get away from it or we think that, oh, this is the worst it's ever been. I can't believe we have to deal with this now. But yet it doesn't ever really go away. Things just kind of always circle back in one way or another. Just like books like The Babysitter's Club and wardrobes and things like that. So I want to thank you for listening. And as always, I hope that you will leave a good rating, maybe leave a review. I hope you'll tell somebody so I can spread the word. Um, just still trying to get it out there and hopefully um, get some more listeners. So I appreciate your help in doing that. I also want to thank you for turning another page with us and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Hey, if you like what you hear, make sure you follow us and share with a friend. And you can find us on social media at Instagram and Twitter at BookLife32776.